Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. By popular demand, we are talking about Henry Cavill's Superman comments. He recently was on a, a live podcast this last week with Josh Horowitz, the Happy Sad Confused podcast, where they talked a lot about Superman and everything that had to do with the Black Adam cameo. Um, aside from that, uh, he shocked the internet over the weekend by announcing he's officially leaving The Witcher. And we're going to kind of talk about why, because a lot of people say, oh, he's going to be busy with Superman. Yes and no. There's a lot to it. But let's, you know, let's get right into it because we got a lot to talk about today. And there we are. I, I apologize for my Gundam wing noise going off during your opening monologue. Uh, this show is brought to you by Popular Demand. Taylor was talking about Cowboy Bebop and Star Wars right before, but now we're going into Superman world. So let's do it. Yeah, um, because I really wanted, um, and this is going to be a teaser for next week, because I don't, um, unless some like, like the second coming of Jesus happens next week, we're talking about the topic <laughs> I choose. All right. Um, so we're going to, next week, the plan is to talk about George Lucas's original uh, trilogy. Uh, why, what his plans were, what he was doing with it, and why he backed out. And then, uh, I guess, sadly, uh, he gave those plans to the new studio. And they were like, cool. And then just went their own way. And it was like, it's kind of the most disheartening thing. Um, but at the same time, I, I read a lot about what John uh, Favreau and and uh, all of them are doing. And it really sounds like they're kind of adhering to those plans anyways. So it's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, uh, this last week, uh, Henry appeared on the Happy Sad Confused podcast. It felt like the Superman press conference. Right? It, 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 like, now, I know that it was, uh, and I think it was just because the way the podcast was done, because it was such a sight, you could hear it in his voice of him being like, you're Superman again, okay? Everything's going to be okay. What can you tell us? And it sounds like, and I'll let you get into this, but it sounds like Henry Cavill has a lot of weight to push around right now. Yeah. Oh, it's 100%. And it was such a, kind of a fun show um because I, I watched i watched it um i had a lot of fun i took i posted some clips and i i do have a couple clips here for everybody who didn't miss who, who did miss these things um but uh basically uh most of his shows he does in a kind of a standard um we are here we're going to uh he, he basically like here's the the show we're doing it kind of like like we're doing it right now we zoom from home kind of a thing um, this one he did it on a sound. He actually did it on a sound stage. He actually spent money. Spent money on it. He had uh, he had tickets, and he had Henry on stage with him. The two sat there, um, and you could hear the audience cheer, the audience freak out, the audience uh, heckle a little bit. Because um, there's even one spot when someone screamed "Restore the Snyderverse," and Henry got a got a, a kind of a giggle out of that because um, it was fun. Um, but it was funny because it was one of the few comments from the audience that Henry did acknowledge where someone said that and he looked at the audience and, and got a good laugh out of it. Um, so uh, along with this, the show, um, two things came up. Obviously they talked about uh, the cameo, the big uh, black Adam cameo. And at this point, if you're hearing about it from me first, I don't know what to tell you because uh, either you live under a rock and the internet doesn't exist to you, or I, I honestly have no idea because um, most people have seen the cameo without actually even seeing the movie. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna. I have a couple of clips I want to share, and I want to talk about the first one. 
he uh, asked Henry flat out, what's going on with Superman? Is there a specific plan? Is there a script or a director or a story? Or are we at the stage where we're figuring out what the next Superman story is? Right now, I can't share any information. Okay. Um, I know. <laughs> but um, if I'm going to be a good partner to everyone, then I have to be able to uh, keep the secrets when the secrets are necessary. Uh, so right now, I can't share anything. But in time, in time, um, I'll be able to share. And, and everyone will hear all the exciting things to come. Fair enough. Um, and I know I'll speak for the entire audience. We're thrilled you're back. We love the cameos. We want Man of Steel 2. We want a solo Superman. So um, the, kind of the best part about it, they, br they bring it up, and um, in the, the following days, uh, they do... Uh, he has a few more interviews that he talks about with other people. Um, he brings up... Um, in one interview, they ask him, uh, why, why the Man of Steel suit? And uh, he actually, on this podcast, he asks, he answers why he was wearing that suit in particular. And he says, and I quote, I chose that one in particular because of the nostalgia attached to the suit. It was incredibly important for me to be standing there and enjoying that moment. And, I mean, realistically, I mean, people who saw the movie, they, they obviously know it was uh, color corrected in a very bright way. But that was the Man of Steel suit. And that looks like 70s cinema, FYI. The way yeah. that that's lit, that looks like that looks like the '70s Superman again. Yeah, um, he uh, obviously has the more Superman-y haircut, which is I thought was, I think is fine. Honestly, I think a lot of people are freaking out about it for nothing. Um, I I have gone on record dozens of times now, just ridiculous, maybe hundreds of times on social media and every every medium, saying that the Man of Steel suit was my favorite of the three. Um, it's a good suit. It's a good-looking suit. What's yeah. wrong with the suit? I personally, a lot of people are like, oh, they took away the glyphs and the and the, the symbol. They took away the glyphs off his shoulders. And I do agree. I do like some of those little uh, those details. However, I personally liked the uh, like kind of the ribbing on the the the, the sides. Uh, that the more silver look to it instead of having them blue. Um, I loved the circular buckle instead of the squared one. Um, I definitely liked some of the more visual aspects to the Man of Steel suit more so than the others. Um, and obviously they color correct this this uh, suit to match the rest of the movie. And that movie had a very bright goldish yellow um, overlay. Like Zach normally uses a lot of like blue overlays. Uh, Black Adam had like this like gold overlay. So the suit obviously looked a little bit different because of the overlay. That's not a big deal to me. That's that's some crazy inside baseball that all of these characters are going to look different now that they're under a different lighting structure. Like if I like I should I be changing my lights as we're talking right now so we can see what it looks like. Right. Um yeah, no, I agree. Uh the yellow looks weird. It does look weird because and I will agree that um it's almost kind of like a mustard gold. It's very bright. I would like it I love everything else about the suit if they just toned down that yellow a bit. I think the filter made that yellow look hella weird. Calm down. That's not even the Superman movie. That was something yeah. that was shot on a soundstage. Yeah, uh, and it was shot in like a few days and put into the movie very quickly. So not, not a big deal. And I think um, they probably put pen to paper. I think they probably have a couple ideas for a script and that's why he can't talk about it. And I don't right. think know which way they want to go, but I think they have a pretty good number of ideas. Right. Um, a lot of people also asked, and he answered this uh, to... Um, what did he, a cinema blend. They asked him flat out, uh, 
what is going on uh, with the music. I mean, obviously he used a kind of a reworked um, theme of John Williams song. Um, and why not? Why did we get the Hans Zimmer one? And I think his answer was probably the most, like the most, uh, I guess, diplomatic, but also like the most obvious. Like a lot of people were like, oh, this is this Superman. This is this Superman. But um, he said flat out, John Williams' theme is obviously incredibly important to the character. It's something that resonates with the character. And every time I think about, I think anyone in the world hears that, I think a large portion of the world who hears that will recognize it immediately as Superman and feels a certain way about it. And I do think it's wonderful. He then goes on to say his thoughts on Zimmer's theme, the actual Man of Steel theme. He says, at the same time, equally so, I think Hans Zimmer's Man of Steel score was just wonderful. I have incredibly powerful feelings about that because I remember watching the trailer, the first teasers come out, and I was sitting there with my friend and we both got so excited about it, the way the score plays. Both are incredibly powerful in their own way and both are just as iconic for the character. It was just a pleasure to be back in the suit, whether it be John Williams or whether it be Hans Zimmer, they're both extraordinary, extraordinary artists. So he says the theme is exactly like why you don't see the Superman S get dramatically redone, right? Right. Um, the reason the iconic John Williams theme has been iconic is because this was like the first real time a superhero was ever on film. And it was Superman. Right. Of course, it's going to resonate with literally people can remember their first time seeing anything with that theme. They, people, th that theme has been used everywhere from uh, the Chris Reeve movies to cart commercials. It was even used in Seinfeld. It was used in um, uh, just a Smallville. It was used in the finale of Smallville. It was used um, literally everywhere. It, it, it's synonymous with Superman, right? So it is an incredibly iconic song. And I do believe 100% that whatever they do forward, they will be using both themes simultaneously. Um, I don't see for a second that they're just going to swap the themes out. Like, that's uh, silly to me. Yeah, and I bet what you do is you use John Williams' score, but you ask Zimmerman to come back and write the new score for the new characters. Oh, right? We, we, we have a new, we probably have one or two new stings coming for the next characters uh, for sure. Yeah, and there was a... Um, and I'm going to throw this in the comments for everybody if they want to to check it out. There was a, a retooling that someone uh, made. Um, let me pull out the seal. Um, there was a theme that I had found on the, the interwebs years ago that I believed was probably one of the most absolutely wonderful mixes. So if anyone wants to go check it out after this video, go ahead and uh, click that link that I just threw in the comments to everybody. Um, it is a, it was, um, by a YouTuber made about four years ago. It's about half a million views. Uh, Benny music, he made this and he mashed both versions of the song together. And, um, to me, I felt like the rises with this version of the song matched Zimmer's. Obviously it did the Zimmer theme that, and then it went into the, the Reeves theme and then it mixed them both together in a very wonderful symbiotic way. And I just, I loved it. And that's what I would love to see. Uh, because even even Zack Snyder, he's talked about how Superman's journey um, was now that he's back, he was meant to be Superman. And then he was going to fall again and be taken by Darkseid. And then once he's freed by Darkseid, he was going to become the iconic Superman. So Superman was meant to evolve, 
Right. Zack Snyder wanted to do God stuff. Now we're just going to get a superhero movie with Superman. Yeah, I mean, I don't for a second think it's a bad a bad rap. Like I I love I love seeing more Superman. I want it. I, I just I need to see more of this. And um it's it's funny. I was going to say I want them to do a Superman movie where we can just live in the Superman universe. You know, I feel like all of those other movies were shoehorned into setting up another story or there was another missing piece and it took a very long time before we got that full puzzle. I just want to live in that world for a little bit. You know what I mean? I feel like we've gotten very little of that since the first Man of Steel movie. Yeah. And I mean, the way I kind of always seen it is kind of like the uh, the Flash TV show, right? Um, I, I was always on the, I'm on the fence with that show. I have like a love hate relationship. The first couple of seasons were amazing. The the rest of it is, yeah. Um, but they kind of always what happened. Felt, what happened to the show? Did it lose its budget? It got weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, simple as that. Like I, I love the flash comics. I love when the writers are very well thought out about it, but, um, I think the biggest issue with the flash show was that the first two seasons, they wasted a lot of villains that could have been seasoned villains instead mm. of just doing one-off episodes. Instead of like the villain of the week, they should have been, oh, this is like, here's a three or four part episode crossover with him versus this character. Like you could have done more with it and made it more like, it was just always, it was, I'm not fast enough. Just run faster. Okay. <laughs> and he does. You know, it, it felt like that was the moral of the story. Maybe have um, an episode where it ends with a car being fully frozen. And then the next episode, we find out about that. And then the third episode, we beat Dr. Cold, Captain Cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, right here. Uh, I had someone brought up, Michael, the Flash series had a lightsaber fight. What? And no, no. It was probably, I saw it and I was just like, ah. <laughs> because literally um, Godspeed, Reverse Flash, and Flash had all used their electricity powers to create Speed Force lightning rods in their hands, and they were fighting with it like lightsabers. And I saw it, and I'm just like, why is this a thing? Why? Because the Flash is is known for his lightning sabers. He uses them all the time in the comic books. Flash, lightsaber. Lightsabers are having a real big comeback. Ryan Reynolds has put them in, like, three of his movies. You know what I mean? Like, there's just lightsaber battles now. God, I'm going to pull up some images for you just so that you see how... How silly Do they this look is. like Zeus lightning bolts or do they look like uh, fluorescent tubes that you break on yourself uh, in jackass videos? E- yes. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, the point I was bringing up with that ridiculousness. They was... look like tree roots. They look like they're supposed to be living in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a it's a mess of a thing. Oh, um, boy. But anyways, uh, the the way they always treated the stuff on the CW was that the characters had to earn their, their position, right? So uh, the Flash wasn't allowed to get his golden boots until he was the Flash, right? So they, they like... They took like his costume and evolved it. Like the first season costume, he had the red logo, and then he eventually got the white logo. Then he like got a brighter, brighter red, more yellow, and then he got the boots. Like they had to like evolve him into the character that we need. He needed to earn those aspects. He basically went on a multi-season run of Mega Man X. He had to unlock yeah. the blue parts yeah. of the yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but in that same sense, you could think that Superman is kind of that same way, right? So his his whole like positive attitude, even the spit curl, right? Those are all things that he probably had to earn. Um, which 
it sounds silly that you have to earn the haircut, but it's also what kind of is synonymous with the iconic imagery of Superman. Totally heard. Plus, haven't you, weren't you the one that kept talking about that the ship isn't fully fleshed out? We don't know what else is there or what else he's going to pay homage to right. with whatever else he has, because I think that we're going to see something else like that. And that was another point that I like to bring up with people who like say, oh, why does he have this old suit? I like to think that anytime Superman damages a suit or needs to change one out, he can just walk into the ship and pick up a new one. The ship's AI creates the suits on command. If he's injured, it'll give him the black suit. If it wants the red one, there's the red one. If he needs to go to space, here's a space suit. Here's some armor. Like It makes it all on command. So I'd like to think that they could easily do a single line of dialogue where he changed out the black suit because he's been recharged and now he's Superman again and went back to that suit. Because the you, last suit he had in BVS, it's a big asshole in it because he got stabbed to the chest. Yeah, you have the AI system go suit restoration at one hundred percent, and then it goes blink and it turns blue, and everyone's like, "Oh, cool!" Which one would you like, version one or two? <laughs> like it, it just doesn't matter because it's a suit. Does he need suits like Iron Man? Does he need like a molten lava suit? And does he need like? I I like to think that. Eventually, I mean, if you do, if you do it right, if we have like um, a sequel with Brainiac and whatnot, and um, or if he has to go into space, I would like to see him in that space suit or that armored suit because um, Superman is powered on Earth because of the sun. Not every universe has that sun, and his his body's only sunken, drunk enough energy for him to carry that on. So I would like to think that he's like just to be safe. Let's put the extra suit on and go out with it. One of the things we talked about last time, I'm going to let you know that from a novice eye view, one of those suits would be perfect for Lex Luthor. Oh, if he bastardizes the, if he takes that tech and turns it around and puts the bubble on it and like, wow, look what I can do now. That's a great Lex Luthor suit in yeah. this universe, because then it is just Kryptonian tech that he has stolen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all down for that. I mean, um, there was uh, a lot of fan art, a little fan designs. Um, let me see. Uh, a lot of people made these little manipulations of, of photos, and I'll, I will find it eventually. Um, like here, here's a here's a fun one, just like literally right off the bat. Um, somebody just kind of said like, "What if uh, Lex just gets the uh, the General Zod suit and just makes it? Yep, Lex Luthery. And I'm down with that, right? Like that yeah. that would be fun. Um, Kryptonian tech, so it's harder to to fight and beat up that suit um, is great i love it no notes new paragraph it looks like a villain from gi joe it does it looks like it looks like, very much like a cobra commander outfit yeah 100 percent. like send in the chopper like something like that like <laughs> something super ridiculous um but no i i love um i love the notion that we we don't know what's coming next and i i would love to see um I'd love to see more. Do you think like, it's do you think it has to tie in with whatever happens in Blue Beetle? Do you think that's what also what they're waiting for to kind of feel the water of how those movies do and if the, how much they want to lean into those characters? Well, I know from what I was already told, and I've already talked about this like very publicly. Um, we know that in the Blue Beetle movie, there was a line of dialogue that has leaked its way on the internet where basically references both Superman and Supergirl. So we do know that they are uh together going forward after the flash so that does kind of re-solidify the the news that um henry has filmed something for the flash where he and supergirl go face to face and 
he takes her under his wing, which is going to be great. Um, there's a lot of people who think that Supergirl is um, uh, his, uh, what, what, what was it? Um, his daughter that I cannot for, forget her name, Laura L, I think, Laura L. It's actually um, Kara Zorel, his, uh, his cousin. Um, they used the designs from the Injustice comic about his daughter, but it's it's 100% his cousin. Where has um, she been? Where has she been hiding all this time? So in the Flash movie, um, she gets sent to Earth instead of Kal-El. So she's from a different timeline. Cool. Um, so when the Flash movie um, makes the new timeline, however they do it, certain things will carry over and it'll just be like, oh, she made it to Earth with him kind of a thing. She's going to walk into that ship and the ship's just going to open up and he's going to be like, well, you are allowed. Okay, that's you're allowed to be yeah. here then. Um, I mean, they could easily retcon it to be that maybe she's the open pod in the Man of Steel sh- scene. Mm. Um, because there was that one scene um, pot where uh, he is uh, quite literally walking down. Uh, here we go. Here's a beautiful image of it. It took me about half a second to find. Cool, cool. Um, he uh yeah to the listeners at home you uh you're messing up taylor's been showing lots of pictures this episode lots of visuals this time around did uh let me, let me fix that real fast i don't want i don't like how it's how it's looking um doot 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 that's taylor's ai working on the processing right now beep 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 this sounds exactly like the the suit that's the the ship that's fixing your Superman suit right now. Beep 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 beep. beep. Restoration one hundred percent. File ready for uploading. Do you want beep, beep. to upload? Anyways, uh, so in Man of Steel, it was always meant to be a uh, a scene. I mean, obviously in the scene, he finds all the pods, and there's one open pod with one missing body. So you could argue that if they retcon it the right way, Supergirl was in that pod and got out or something, or um, in a less uh, head scratchy way because that pod that, that ship had been sitting there for about 20,000 years that make it super weird um but you could also justify that because of the warp drive superman jumped almost instantly when she had to take the long way around so that that could be one explanation but um either way they weren't there's... setting up that there's xenomorphs inside of that pod and now there's xenomorphs here on earth and superman yeah. must fight the xenomorphs oh yeah 100% um, but uh, on a different note, uh, another thing that was brought up at the the interview with uh, Josh Horowitz was Zack Snyder, and a lot of people who keep perpetuating this this gossip, this rumor that Zack is not favored by Henry. Zack is like that Henry doesn't like Zack or or whatever they're saying. They um, he kind of puts that to bed right he here. He said some very nice things about, of course, Zack Snyder, who's meant so much to your career. Um, he obviously remains a, a, an ardent fan of yours. Yep. Um, little surprise for you, Henry. I reached out to Zach, and he sent something in. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's look at a message from Zach Snyder from okay. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Wow. Henry, I have a question. When we first did uh, Man of Steel, and we were doing the flying shots for the first time, and we put you in the belly pan... Or on the wires, uh, I can't remember which we did first. Did it feel odd to be, you know, just there in front of green screen, doing your flying, you know, shots, you know, with us just touching the camera, and uh, you having to act like you're flying, but 
you know, before you had ever seen what it might look like or what it might feel like? Was that, how was that? Was that odd or, and did you expect it to turn out the way it did? So that's my question. Um, I can't wait to work with you in the future. And you are, of course, the greatest Superman ever. He's a lovely man. He's a lovely man, and I'm I'm enormously appreciative of, of um, everything he's he's done for me, by, especially by casting me in Man of Steel. Um, those are uh, formative memories of mine, uh, career-wise. It was when everything changed, and I remember them fondly. Yeah. I remember fondly hanging above fields. <laughs> in, it was Illinois, and uh, uh, just outside of Plano. Um, amazing memories and a lot to be thankful for. So, uh, Zach, if you're watching um, on one of these many cameras, <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, my friend. So, uh, can we talk about Zack Snyder promoting the hell out of his new movie? Just teasing that ship and then he comes around the corner and he leaves you with whatever that ship is going to be? Yeah, I, I kind of love so much that Zach is going very very practical effects on this one um and i like some of the comments zach is a pro cinematographer with just a cell phone there was if you haven't i know you haven't seen it yet i'll link you to it later michael there was a um a drought for zach snyder after uh the falling out and um he didn't do anything for a while he was just kind of he obviously his his daughter had passed away and he kind of just went into um went into like mourning and just left it alone and um after he had uh, made his resurgence off of social media, he had put out a, a small short film on Vero that he had shot with his iPhone. And this thing honestly looks better than most films that you see with people with like $100,000 cameras. Um, a sh snow steam iron, he put it out in 2017. Um, it's literally like five minutes long. Um, I will throw the link in here, everyone who hasn't seen it. I think there's actually some nudity in it. So if you are a, a child, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to watch you're it. You're not allowed to watch it. You can't if see the boobies. If it you if you're 18, say no. Just say no. But um, here is a just an image of uh, Samantha Samantha Joe or Samantha Wynn. Um, I cannot remember which one it is currently. Uh, she... Uh, gotten divorced so her name had changed again so I'm, I'm not 100% looking it up in front of me right now um, with what her last name is at the moment but this was shot on Zach's uh, cell phone and Great. it's just like like come on man he is he is a pro with a cell phone and like it's it's insane because there's all these little background uh, shots that he had done and you you know that he just did these with his phone. Yeah, um, yeah. It's absolutely obscene that he was able to pull this kind of stuff off. It's like um, reminds me of that line in uh, Iron Man where they he's like Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Zack Snyder was able to film this in an alleyway with a cell phone. <laughs> so, well, and it speaks to his. You know, it's it. it I feel like Zack Snyder's taken a lot of Samantha punches. Samantha Wynn, yes. It was Samantha Joe back then. It's Samantha Wynn now. I feel like Zack Snyder's taken a lot of punches, but I feel like he's proven that he's a filmmaker and that yeah. even when you take away the funding and the ability to make films, he's just still going to shoot things on his phone. So I'm glad to see that he did those things. And I yeah. hope he does more fun projects like that. 
I do too. And I'm I'm like I'm legitimately looking forward to uh, Rebel Moon, just because this was like his unfiltered, like this was my Star Wars pitch that didn't get to be made. So I'm just going to make it into its own thing. Like I I love that idea. So it's got a very Star Trek Star Trek <laughs> Star Warsy vibes. Um, but it's also got some major Seven Tarantino. Samurai vibes. I wonder if Tarantino would ever do that because supposedly he had a Star Trek script that everyone liked but J.J. Abrams and he did not do it. I wonder if he would do an, an Orville, a knockoff of it to show us that story. I would love to. Um, speaking of, I know we're going kind of like squirrel to squirrel here. Orville is probably one of the best Star Trek shows that have been made since the original Star Trek. So if you haven't watched it, go on Disney Plus and watch the crap out of it. Also, it's what a crazy, good. what a crazy thing to say that it's now on Disney Plus. What a crazy final home for that show to finally get a place to live. Right? It's it's so weird to me that it that was a thing, but it is a thing. Well, I'll tell you that all the other news that we got after this press conference made sense because one of the things that you talk about all the time are people's contracts, and mm. if. Henry Cavill is talking about doing Superman movies. Well, where does he get this time, Taylor? How is he supposed to do The Witcher and do these Superman movies? He's not. Um, right. I have a uh, someone who's clearly out to get me uh, keeps subscribing our YouTube channel to uh, oh, send you the notifications. Account. Yeah. So like while I was looking at the comments, there was this uh, 69 girls XYZ. If you're looking for love, click me. I'm like, wow, you guys are just really petty. Don't look for love there. Click no, children. Click no. Don't do it. Don't, Don't go to the me. light. The light's a lie. The cake is a lie. But um, we'll, we'll squirrel there. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but I wanted to bring up, uh, we'll bring this up in, in a minute because uh, Dawson is in a hotel room in Hollywood. Oh, Hello, Dawson. You're right down the street from me. Because really? Is Not a... really. The other side of town. You'd have to get in a car. Don't do it. Don't worry. Stay in the hotel. Okay. <laughs> he has made it to LA for his Rebel Moon set visit tomorrow. Yep, I made it. I've actually been here in LA since uh, about one or about noon uh, Pacific Standard Time. So I've just been kind of a uh, sub DC talk. Just kind just of hang out in the hotel. We just got the picture. We just saw Zack Snyder talking to Henry Cavill. Can you find out the name of whatever that craft is called? <laughs> I will definitely try to. Okay. I will definitely try to. Um, but yeah, no, I actually, because uh, Netflix uh, put us up in these hotels and they actually gave us some like per diem to like spend on the hotel food and stuff. So I Ooh. just had a, I just had a steak dinner with a little baby spinach salad with avocado. So I'm like, I'm living it up, man. Look at you. <laughs> I feel so out of place, though. <laughs> I go do all the touristy things. Have you yeah. gone to have, go walk around the Hollywood Boulevard? Go do all that fun stuff. Oh, I lived in LA for a couple of years, so like, oh, okay, I've, I've done okay. all of that. You've been here, yeah. I mean, I would say that Michael could drive over and like give you a tour, but I remember you said you lived there, so that's kind of pointless. Yeah, I've climbed the Hollywood sign like three or four times, so I'm I've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be exciting. I mean, because Michael lives there ish currently my family was from there and um yeah. when we were kids growing up we went up there a lot um so yeah it's hollywood is a fun it's a fun experience it's also 
It's a unique experience. So I'll say I have very. What Taylor means is that there's a lot of homeless people here. California's got a lot of issues at the moment. At the and, moment, uh, yeah. When I was a kid, rose-colored glasses, I don't remember homeless people. I remember you and I having like to deal with some homeless people as we were getting to LA, but no, nothing in LA. But now it's mm. the opposite now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I Actually, I can show you the uh, view I have from my hotel room. There is, of course, there's the area like this is the pool deck right here. But past that, you can see all like the mansions, all on the hills and everything. Yeah. Um, you can see a little bit of LA that way. I don't have like the greatest view, but I mean, still pretty cool. Really nice open space. It's the London is where I'm staying at, and uh, it's so funny. They Netflix provided chauffeurs to the airport from my house, then from LAX to the hotel, and uh, then I get here and everybody's like. Oh, welcome to the London. We're glad to be staying with us. Can I take your bag, sir? And I'm just like, man, I'm just a kid from small town USA. Like, this is just so foreign. You're That's a so fancy nice. gentleman now. Welcome, monsieur. Welcome to your hotel suite. I'm a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> there is a gentleman a, now. There's a coffee shop, but I know you don't <laughs> drink coffee. Um, mm. But if you go down to Burbank area, if they give you a car, I'm going to send you the name of a coffee shop that I have run into many celebrities there. The only mm. reason I'm not going to throw it in the public chat right now is because I don't want this coffee shop to get ruined for everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they're, you... they're not they're not giving me a car to use. They're just giving me rides to uh, to the set. I'm actually meeting with some friends tomorrow night that live here. Uh, but one, I would love to hit up one place while I'm here, and that's Yum Yum Donuts. Oh, that's right. You yeah, Yum Yum Donuts is like a big California thing. But I haven't. There's all only Krispy Kreme outside of California. Yeah, because like um, for a little bit while I was out here in L.A., I lived in Downey and in Downey, I lived like like down like a block away from a yum-yum donut. So like once a week, I'd go there and get like the classic crispy chocolate donuts. And there's nothing like that back home. So I'm just like, hey, I take advantage. What time does your morning start tomorrow? Did you pack Benadryl? Are you going to be able because you're not going to be able to sleep tonight? So what are you going to do? How long do you twiddle your thumbs for? Well, no, I, I think you'll be able to sleep. It's nine o'clock his internal clock time, and it's only six there. So he's he's going to get yeah. tired very soon. Very soon, and especially since I had to leave my house at two fifteen in the morning in order to get to the I... airport. So I, I'm I'm definitely going to be tired. But no, my morning starts uh, tomorrow at nine forty five in the morning. I have to be down in the lobby. And then from there, we make our way to the studio. And then there'll be a lunch provided later in the afternoon. And the email said, oh, and Zach will stop by. It's like, okay, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> so just be aware. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat that I, that it looks like they're they're having fun socializing. Uh, Mighty Pegasus Art Victor is in there. Um, See, saying, what's, what's up, up Dawson? I did send you, uh, Victor, I did send you a link to the chat if you want to pop in. Not sure if you can or not, but I sent it to you. Um, oh, another random thing about this hotel. So a lot of people don't know this, but I'm I'm a tall individual. I'm six foot five. Yes. So with that, Dawson, the, I had no idea how tall you were. You're a very tall man. I'm a big person. I'm a big person. So I'm six one, mind, and I feel super tall next to my my wife's five nothing Mexican family. But that's how you that, feel with all of us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So with that, with that, I have not been able to fit into a regular sized tub for years. The tub here is massive. And I'm just like, finally, they built something for my size. I'm not a freak. 
You're not. First off, you're not a freak. Also, LA is an NBA town. You got to take a bath. You got to take a bubbly bath. You got to. I already did. I already took a bath. Yeah. (laughs) Eat your steak in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't quite do that. No, I was watching uh, some YouTube videos on the TV in the living room while I was eating my steak dinner. That was pretty nice. But. what do you what, what do you what do you do? Do you play on your phone? Do you watch YouTube videos? Will you watch a movie? Are you just ex- I mean, you're obviously excited about what's happening, right? Now I've I've been just kind of like relaxing a little bit just because today was such a long day of traveling because I had the layover in Atlanta, then I uh, flew out here, uh, had a couple of chauffeurs, had a long conversations with. I them think they want to know how much ride. you weigh, Dawson. <laughs> that is you never that's inappropriate. You do not no. ask people what they weigh. Okay, I mean, I'm not I'm not a chubber. I am six foot one. I don't think you should refer to people as chubbers. No, I mean, <laughs> I I would people would know. All right, like I'm mm-hmm. I'm still kind of slender. Um, I'm six one and I weigh two fifteen. Like that's mm-hmm. you, you, proportionally you get somewhere when you get taller. Um, yeah, I've always can like honestly, you always look like a twig. So I'm, I'm guessing that you usually got like thirty pounds on me because you're like no, there's I, extra four I... inches add. Yeah, I'm six foot, I'm about six foot five. I'm around two hundred thirty. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I used to be like six five, a buck seventy when I was a senior in high school, a little bean pole. Um, Ask Michael when we were we were younger. I was I was six foot in senior year, and I was a buck forty five. I was a I was like the um in the movie The Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know that big like spidery <laughs> alien that comes out. That was me. That was so <laughs> scary. That's He's the scariest of the aliens. No, that was my older brother. My older brother his senior year of high school was six foot, a buck twenty. It's like super skinny. Super skinny. Uh tomorrow is the big day. How much longer do you get to spend in LA or do you fly out the day after that? Yeah, so I have the, the set visit tomorrow and then I fly out um Thursday morning and because of the fact that I gain what five hours or four hours or something like that? Three? I always overestimate that, but I gain three hours. I'll get back to Richmond around midnight and I won't get home till like 2 a.m. So it's going to be a, another long day on Thursday. You took the whole week off though, right? Like you're not going back like you, cause then you're ruined after that. Then you got to go to sleep and then that goes into Friday. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I work from home. So like, it's, it's all good. So like, I don't really have to worry about that. Um, I do have to on Saturday turn right around and, commentate a conference tournament volleyball game at the university of the workforce. That's I'm going to be like, welcome everybody to the game. Just be quiet. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but no, it's gonna be a fun time. In fact, um, this hotel has like, again, I'm just so new to all this like luxury stuff. They brought this like commentary platter and they brought this like box. I'm like, what the heck is like the hotel logo in it? Turns out those cookies in it. I was like, why are you package your cookies so fancy? Were they delicious? Did you think that they were soap? No, they were all the food's been dang good here. Been dang good. And of course, you got uh, the whole fancy water. Did you go to the pool? Did you bring your fancy water to the pool? No, no, I'm I'm not a big pool guy. I've just been honestly, I've just been kind of relaxing in my room since I got here. <laughs> well, I have a pool and I'm a big pool guy, and I was really sad that the weather turned on us, so I had to finally close it up for the season. So now I have this big like it's all closed up. It's not like I was in California where you just leave the pool all year. I have to actually winterize my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, how yeah. do you winterize a pool? You uh, pump all the water out of all the pipes and the pumps. You drop the level down beneath the pipes, and then you you put the cover on. You also 
um, in the the water intake for the, uh, the the pump, like the water sucks in, you actually they, the trick is to get like a two liter bottle or a gallon bottle and fill it with rocks and then put it in there, so that if it does fill up with water and it freezes, the the expansion crushes the bottle and not the pipes. Mm. Look at all these pro tips for pool owners. Taylor <laughs> doing it all. I'm take some notes here. <laughs> no, no, but I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like going to the pool today. But again, it's just, I'm mostly just like taking it all in just because, again, I lived here before and driving down roads that I, I used to be down, go down. And um, well, it's been, trip. oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very much a nostalgic person. So if I'm anywhere that I used to be, I'm always just like, oh, I remember when I like, dropped a stick over there like <laughs> my wife makes fun of me so much for it like we uh we took a trip to san antonio this past year and i i lived there as a kid and we went to the san antonio sea world and there's all these like flashbacks coming back to me and every time i pointed out my wife just started laughing at me i was like shut up this is fun for me like let me enjoy this you're allowed to be nostalgic especially yeah. about those things it's the storybook of your life you got to go back to a previous issue yeah it's like there's one roller coaster in sea world that uh, it's called the Steel Eel. It was one of the faster roller coasters in the country for a while. And I like, got on it and I was like, wait a minute. I'm on this roller coaster. I'm like 25 years old. My dad, when he was 25 years old, rode this roller coaster. Like, make all these stupid connections. And watch just like, please just shut up. <laughs> Our animal parks growing up were boring. We, it, they didn't start getting roller coasters till like a couple of years ago. So we never had any of that stuff growing up. Not on the animal park. I mean, I remember SeaWorld and like the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Wild Animal Park. And I think the most that we got in the Wild Animal Park was that one uh, safari truck ride that they did. It was like, they had like 10 acres or something and they had like giraffes in there and you got all of this big open truck and the giraffes would like like come in your face and like, like right on your face that was about mm. it well sea world got that big shark exhibit at one point in the 90s and then they got the 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 cg the arctic explorer ride where you go sit inside and then you go see polar bears afterwards but it wasn't a roller coaster no nothing like that. no no i know uh sea world in san antonio had a, like a 4d theater for a while that had like stuff like that where it was like this whole like haunted lighthouse story it was super cheesy and super dumb but like they blow air across your feet to make it seem like rats are crawling over your feet and like spray water that reminds me of the, um, what was it the uh, the michael jackson experience at uh disneyland Commander, uh, captain eo captain eo yeah where they had that and then they changed it to the honey i shrunk the audience and they had the little they kept all the uh the interactive thing so it would like the dog would sneeze in the water the seats would spray water on your face and like stuff like that like it was super weird um mm-hmm. oh childhoods <laughs> i love a I love a big theater show they got that muppets one where the whole theater explodes i love it hmm. there's one in um uh, universal orlando <laughs> uh, there's one at- universal orlando was like a jason bourne where it's like a live on stage thing have you guys ever seen that no oh it's so cool they like had this whole uh stunt team put together this whole thing where it's like a screen in the background they have some props where jason Bourne is being chased by agents and in the background on the screen you see people trying to shoot at him you see like things ricochet off a building in front of the actual actor that's there like it's really cool if you ever get to see it i I highly recommend it that was really neat uh i never saw the terminator movie at universal studios i always saw the ads for it as a kid but i never got to see it uh now the king kong one is great it's part of the tram ride but the fast and the furious one is awful it's the most phoned i couldn't believe that's like a thing in a theme park it was awful 
Oh, it was it was really dumb. We went through the whole walkthrough and people were like, oh, well, we got people joining the crew and coming to the party and like the whole story is just dumb. But the King Kong one, like the big old actual animatronic at the end, I thought it was CGI at first, but it was an actual animatronic King Kong whose face like moves and emotes. It was like, what on earth? Because that's from like the 2005 King Kong movie, which is actually pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was blown away. I had never gone to Universal, so the first time I went, you know, they go, oh, you got to do the Universal Tram Tour. And I yeah. thought I knew what the tour was. And when I was on the tour line, this is fabulous. They flood that. I mean, it was all just the little things, but it felt like, oh, what a fun glimpse into this world that you know nothing about. I was blown yeah. away how, how fun that was. So we're oh, getting yeah. some comments in here because uh, obviously we took down some big squirrels here and we ran away in the conversation. <laughs> um, Ryan Unicomb, I uh, said, watch James Wan direct Superman. Would be against it. That'd be a little fun. Um, let's see. Uh, as long as he adds the pit, he doesn't add pitbull music. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Dawson, this one's for you. Uh, what do you think about Henry Cavill coming back officially as Superman? Oh, I freaking love it. I mean, I'm, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he's great. I think the conversation surrounding it has been a little insane. Yeah. Uh, in regards to him saying, oh, well, we want Superman to, you know, make it to where you can believe that you can fly and like be all hopeful and cheerful. And people were like, oh, this is going against what Snyder was doing. Is like, do they watch interviews of Zach and Henry? Like this is what they, what they always wanted to build towards. Yeah, um, um, that's actually, is it true the Superman trunks will be back? I, I doubt it, people. Come on. No, um, it doesn't work today. It just doesn't work. Um, I have an interview here that uh, Henry did a few years back. Um, it's a little bit longer of a video. It's three minutes. I hope you can bear with us yeah. but it's something that i want to bring up because it's um significant because people want to know what's happening next this is it i was very keen on really fleshing out superman's early stages of his journey first we had man of steel and then we went quite a bit darker with batman v superman and if he were to uh succumb to the anti-life equation and become bad superman i really wanted to make sure that we saw the hero superman and we saw the the, the true symbol of hope the, the the beacon of light before we went down the path of darkness and then redemption and still something that i am very keen to flesh out the wonderful thing about Man of Steel and what Snyder and Nolan and, and I wanted to do with, with Superman was create a Superman who was accessible in the sense that what would we do if we lived in a world where we had to keep every single aspect of ourselves hidden and we couldn't really truly interact with people and how would that affect us? It's especially when you have that scene with Kevin Costner who's, who's saying, look, don't don't reveal yourself. The world is not ready for you yet, and it'll only only be a bad thing. Clark does follow that that advice at first, but then realizes that's not the way to go and that he must do what he must do regardless of that advice. And that was the beautiful bit, is that even though he has restrained himself and lived this life of, of, of loneliness, essentially, he's still willing to step out of the shadows and become the hero despite the fact that it's going to have a negative impact on his life. And that, I think, is 
the aspect of that symbol of hope. It's he's representing everything that is good about mankind, despite the fact that mankind may not be good to him. So I'm going to cut another minute off of it because it was a long interview and he keeps going into that same thing. But um, yeah. he talks about how he wants Superman to be the beacon of hope before the invasion of Darkseid. So yeah. that to me, like that, that's what I want to. I mean, I would love to see a Superman movie be that because if we do get Zach back, if we do get the Justice League 2, we get the wrap up of that story that he wanted to tell. Um, I think it's honestly, it'd be a, a tremendous tragedy for the audience to see Superman fall after they've invested so much love and hope into him. Like mm. that does the desired effect of what Darkseid is wanting to do with Superman as a weapon. So yes, give us the hopeful Superman. We get all of that. Let's tell that story. And if Zach does come back, cool. If he doesn't, then at least we get, we get Superman back. As yeah. I was watching that clip, I just kept thinking, Henry Cavill gets it. How many times do you see actors talk about a role that they're in? They're like, I was, we had to do so much training. It was so, I've never been more in shape. Henry Cavill is talking about the arc of this character and what they were trying to do. And why was yeah. he so awkward? And what is the emotional resonance of this? And where are we building towards? He just gets it. And the fact that they were blocking him for what? Four five years? years? Yeah. Five years of from us getting it. It's amazing that he came back. It's amazing that he doesn't want to do Witcher anymore and that he even wants to come back. It's it's so exciting that that's going to be happening now. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, he, he understands the psychology of the character because like general audience think of Superman as like, you know, up in the sky, like, oh, it's a bird, it's a plane, you know, Christopher Reeve, which granted has, has its place. But uh, you know, Henry Cavill and, and Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan understood like, yeah, this Superman also needs to be sort of human in a way. He needs to have growth and progression. And so it makes sense being someone who's alone in this world to feel the way that he does. And yet at the same time, his actions still inspire hope. Like one thing I always go back to with BVS is how Lex Luthor literally tries to shove Lois Lane off a building. He tries to have Martha killed by roasting her alive. He tries to have him destroy Batman and basically be his own puppet. And yet Superman still saves Lex Luthor from Doomsday when he's about to just wreck Lex Luthor. It's simple things like that that I think a lot of the audience don't get. I, my biggest issue is that a lot of people, if they don't have some idea just shoved in their face and made just on the nose, then they don't notice that theme in general. When Zack Snyder and, and Henry Cavill were going more a little bit of subtlety, leading up to what we would recognize as Superman. And now the pe thing people misunderstand is that Henry Cavill is not saying that we need to go and just do Christopher Reeve Superman all over again. That's not what's happening. Obviously that worked and it has its own place. He just wants to have progression of the character, which again makes sense because as you learn and as you grow, as you, you know, died and come back, you want to be that inspiring hope to the world. In fact, you know, Henry, or I guess uh, Kal-El says in Zack Snyder's Justice League, I've been given a second chance. I'm not going to waste it. And, you know, they brought it back for a reason. I need to figure out what it is. And so he finds out by being that beacon of hope, which, again, is not at all detracting from what they wanted to do in the first place. And so, again, people need people that are Snyder fans need to calm down and realize, hey, this is what they wanted all along. And anti-Snyders need to calm down and realize, hey, this isn't an anti-Snyder type of direction for the character. It's not a slight of what he did before. It's this just is exactly part of the course. <laughs> exactly. So I, I love 
I, I had another comment that came up, and this is another little squirrel, but it's going to bring it up anyways. Um, someone uh, asked, uh, did any of y'all dress up for Halloween? Did you guys do Halloween was yesterday. Did uh, mm-hmm. Dawson, you were traveling, so I don't think you... you My know. wife and I were lame this year. We we honestly like didn't do anything for Halloween. We maybe have a couple pieces of Reese's candy in the fridge back at home, but other than that, we were we were very lame this year. <laughs> So uh, my my little one uh, dressed up as Superman, nice. and uh, I was a cup of coffee because my wife was a donut. So we did like the couple's costume. Um, let me find. Love it. Because we had we had fun with it. And then the funny part is my uh, my oldest. Uh, he was a uh, he was Darth Vader. So nice. But he wore his uh, Star Wars Black Series Darth Vader helmet and his lightsaber. So like he had this like super puffy. Darth Vader, like Ruby's costume, yeah, but it's like $200 helmet, <laughs> like, sure. completely ridiculous. I mean, if you're gonna have anything be the expensive part, it's got to be the helmet, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also find it funny that on the stream, it looks like I'm like drinking like vodka or something, it's just water, guys. Calm down, you look, <laughs> you look like an alcoholic right now, Dawson. In <laughs> fact, while you're out here, maybe you should go to rehab because right now you've been really <laughs> pounding it back to me. And there's a lot of rehab places in LA, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a reason a for that. The <laughs> rehab capital of the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went walking around the neighborhood with the babies that I know, and I went as a Santa baby myself. I was a full-blown Santa. I got an got outfit like of everything. Elf on the shelf, but yeah, Michael yeah, style. Yeah. Let's, basically, what you're saying is that you've been blasting Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You since October began. I had it. I had my Bluetooth speaker. I was just jamming it and going past all the neighbors. They loved it. That no, Or they, or they hated you. <laughs> Um, what I want for Christmas is you. To bring up the, uh, the the comments that you keep hinting at, Michael, um, Henry left The Witcher. He um, Previously, he had said uh, he was 100% committed to the six-season plan that Netflix had for this property. Wasn't it seven? Six. I think it was six or seven. Let me see. Henry Cavill... Witcher. Well, Superman came a knocking and he jumped off at three. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Well, seven. For seven seasons. It's not, it's not the only reason, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. So um, he was originally committed for all seven seasons. Um, however, um, I personally believe that this little bombshell of a news this past uh, week from one of the former producers of the show um, shed some light onto why Henry, Henry left. Because um, obviously, I mean, Superman is a much bigger deal than Geralt. But right. um, you had a producer who flat out said that the writer's room actively disliked the books and the games and said multiple times, you have to respect the work before you're allowed to add to its legacy. And he went on to say um, that they just, they hated it. I mean, uh, he said, it's a recipe for disaster and a bad morale fandoms as a litmus test, uh, check egos and make all the long nights worth it. You have to respect the work before you're allowed to add to its legacy. And he basically, Henry joined the Witcher because of his love for the books He's a massive fan. Massive fan. So they would the be books like, "Books are a national treasure." When Obama went there, they gave him The Witcher to read. It's a very big deal yeah. outside of the United States. And also, there's reports of like Henry Cavill on set, like correcting like directors and other actors, saying like, "Well, actually, Geralt, based on this part of the book and in this game, would act in this way and respond in this way." And yeah, so and he's just like Lady G- Genevieve put up here, he was annoyed with their vision of Geralt. He was. Um, he was a um, Henry. Despite Henry being um, like the alpha nerd that he is, Henry Henry is a 
he's a giant nerd. I mean, there's yeah. interviews where he was saying that the reason he missed the phone call from Zack Snyder for Man of Steel because he was busy playing World of Warcraft. Um, when he got sick with COVID, he spent his day rebuilding a new gaming PC. He he builds and paints those Warhammer models. Like he is a yeah. giant nerd. Like probably bigger nerd than I am because he's also a, very tall as well. He also is a giant nerd. He's yeah. also very tall. Yeah, he's like a giant like, nerd with tiny hands. I don't think he has tiny hands. <laughs> oh, if you watch if you watch the interview he did the other day where Zach like chimed in. My Anthony from the ACC Universe and I were watching it, and we we noticed like he does have kind of small hands. It's really funny to like watch it. Like he pulled the video, and like you you look at it compared to like his his arms that he has, which again they're massive, but at the same time it's like they're kind of a little little bitty. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just proportionally, he's just like like a big dude. So that definitely could be it. Um, the camera always shrinks five pounds off your hands. That's just known. That's or in the case like of Tom Cruise, it right. makes you six inches taller than you actually are. Well, that's all, of course, they, they put heels on him. They did. Um, Milk crates. I actually was watching Top Gun Maverick right before we started the show. And there's that one shot where he and Rooster are like arguing next to the planes. And they do a pan out with their face to face. And you can see Tom Cruise's pumps because they can't oh, hide yeah. it. And I was like... Oh, there it is. I was I was watching the uh, the Last Samurai on the plane to LAX. Oh, Great movie, um, and you can tell like there were some scenes where they had to like adjust to make it to where he can see eye level with people. It, it's just kind of funny. They did a better job of hiding it in that movie, but Tom, it's always funny when you can notice it. Tom Cruise is getting to the age that they're gonna have to get Peter Jackson to do these next Mission Impossible movies so that they can keep they can do in camera effects with him to make him seem like he's the same size as everybody else. Oh yeah, they're gonna uh, have to. Hobbit jokes. <laughs> A Peter Jackson Mission Impossible movie would be so weird. It would be five hours long and it would be really dramatic. I would love it. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, oh, Henry left The Witcher. Um, I mean, the way I I've, I kind of see it is he was already fighting with the, the, the writer's room. He was already pissed at them for all the changes they're making, all the, the arguments he had with the, the directors. And then the Superman call comes in and he says, all right, I don't have to put up with their crap anymore. I'm Superman. And, like, and that was his like, I'm out of here, guys. I'm done with you. That was probably yeah. like his final, like, you, you don't have to tolerate it anymore. Yeah. Speaking of Henry Cavill's Superman thing, I don't know if you were going to lead to this or not. Uh, so if I'm jumping the gun, I apologize. Um, but there was also a recent interview Henry Cavill did talking about the theme that was used in a scene for Black Adam. We actually we, we, we talked about it right right before you came on. We talked yeah. all about oh, okay. it. You, can't, I apologize. you just missed yeah. it. He, uh, oh, okay. he, praised, well, if he I could... praised both versions of the song and said that this was just a synonymous version of super, the theme. I mean, it's obviously the theme that yeah. people hear. They see it's Superman's theme. So. He I imagine both. they will use a mixture of both in his movies yep. going forward, like in more like peaceful moments where he's like, you know, in a part of the story where it's not as intense, they'll do like no. the John Williams theme, but in, in like a scene where he's like battling off against alien forces, they'll probably use Man of Steel stuff. And it's a good way to pay homage to both. Yep. Do you think John Williams would write would write the new Lady Superman theme? Do you think he'd come back and write a new dude some tweaks to that one? They'd probably try to, I'd imagine. Um, I from my understanding, the theme that they used in the movie, um, I, from my understanding, it, it uses a lot of uh, homages to both themes as well. 
this movie has an the pen and pen to paper is still happening right now. It's going to be a hot minute before we get to music. And I bet once they yeah. do have music for this movie, we will hear it. We will hear they, those themes before they actually it comes had out. music before they did all the reshoots and retooling. So like they, they already had it ready. <laughs> so like, um, yeah. let me see, uh, the flash composer. I mean, we, we already know that they, uh, they were done because they, they've already shown like rough cuts of this movie, like five times. Yeah. So I like how this uh Shaq has said Cavill has a legit very strong handshake. I wouldn't be surprised. There are fans and creators who have done things like make edits of Geralt saying hmm over and over again that exemplifies what Henry wanted to leave. He wanted to play Geralt as more eloquent. He wanted to play Geralt as he's in the books. He didn't want yeah. to play the gruff, grimy outcast that they made him in the, the show. Greasy Grammy go for good. Yeah. <laughs> but a Caddyshack remake with Henry Cavill would be hilarious. That would be <laughs> I my my only thing that I'm bummed out about because I I mean I I was a fan of the Witcher show solely for Henry because I, I knew yeah. the plots from the books and I got mad at some of the things they did in the show. So I was like okay I'll watch it for Henry but I'm not happy with where the show is going. And now that they, they announced that they're bringing on a new Geralt, like in the same breath, they announced that Liam Hemsworth, Thor's younger brother, is going to be the new Geralt. Um, do you guys see it going past season four? Or do you think no. the audience is going to just exit us with Henry? I've seen way too many bad reactions to that. Of Like all over TikTok, I've seen videos of people saying, like, I'm not watching it with Liam Hemsworth. I'm just not doing it. So, I mean, obviously that's me being in my own social media bubble. But at the same time, like if people reacting that strongly, I would be shocked if their streaming numbers continue to be decent enough to warrant that. It has to step up so big. It has to not. Yeah. It has to raise the bar from the show, and he then has to do a better job than what Henry Cat. Like the bar. Like maybe it can happen, and I wish them nothing but success. Because but the bar is super high. Very high. And honestly, I've seen a lot of people make videos of um, like saying that they shouldn't have picked Liam Hemsworth, but instead they should have picked um, uh, like Mickelson. What's his name? He's from Rogue One. Um, Mads Mickelson. dad. Mads Mickelson. Yeah. If you look at pictures of edits of him as Geralt, it's dang close to what he looks like in the games. Uh, but that's too acting. They they need somebody to do swing around sword scenes. They need someone who is young. Well, that's the other thing people were saying is like, oh, not only does it look like him, but like Max Mickelson is an amazing actor. Like, so if they wanted to be more and, eloquent, and if Michael, writers, before you say it, he's not, he's actually done like movies where he's played like a Viking and stuff. Like he knows sword stuff. Like he's he could pull it off. He he was in the King Arthur movie. Mm -hmm. He was really good in that. He's probably the the best character in that movie. Which King Arthur movie? The one that was secretly amazing that no one gave a chance to. Yeah, the one with Kira Knightley in it. Oh, okay. Not the Guy Ritchie. I thought we were going to... No, the Guy we Ritchie one is also really good, too, but people also... I, Taylor, the Guy Ritchie one is has video game CG cutscenes in a movie. It does. Is, is no, that, it is does. that the one with Charlie Hunnam? It is, yeah. Um, oh, okay. But the biggest problem with that movie was that it did a lot of the I'm going to show you instead of tell you. So a lot of the plot had to be paid attention to by the visuals. And if you weren't paying attention, you don't know what's happening. Mm. I wish that movie was just 
called uh, heists in heist in the Middle Ages and just remove all the King Arthur stuff because all that stuff was super fun. And then they add video game cutscenes, and it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. What was the movie? Was that the movie with the Battle of the Mages? Was that the movie where Merlin and all the mages had armies? Yeah, and they had like blue face paint. Yeah, that's it. Come on, come on. That's that's a weird one. Wait, no, that was yeah, that was the one with Kira Knightley. Was that one? Was it? it was very interesting. That was the thing. one where yeah. Mr. Fantastic played Lancelot. Yes, and he was great as that too. Yeah. I must be confusing. There's a we lot saw it in high school, movies. Michael. We saw yeah, it in high school. I remember. I remember. You owned it. I, I need to rewatch that it. again. My dad always it. loved that movie. That wasn't me. I don't know. Well, Max I, he made us watch it a lot. Like when Max Mickelson and like his whole like very short fight scenes and how like stoic he was. Like, dude, this guy's awesome. I can't remember which uh, night he played. Um, well, you probably can do it. But um, the composer for the Flash movie is Benjamin Walfish. Um, he drew, he did the scores for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Shazam, It, It Chapter Two, Invisible Man, Hidden Figures, things like that. Like he's actually got a very good resume to him. He has a um, huge. Yeah. That's a huge resume of all like all of those movies. None of those movies was the problem. Was the soundtrack? Do you know what I mean? So like that's a. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think that the soundtrack for Blade twenty forty nine helped make that movie feel as insane as it was. So I'm, yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, Same. um. But no, uh, I think that's, that's we probably should wrap there. To be we honest, have to let we have to put Dawson to bed. Be a good boy. Yeah, it's time to go to bed, he's tired. He's very he's a tired boy. I am feeling it. My eyelids are getting a little heavy. <laughs> but, Come on, big buddy. It's it's getting dark outside. Your eyelids are getting heavy. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you all low. for joining us. Uh, before I do the uh, before I let Michael do the closing wrap because he did it last week and he just took it and I said why not <laughs> let him do it. Um, I want to let you all know. Uh, Aside from next week's show, I'm actually going to be sitting down with Sam Benjamin and talking about his nice. new movie, The Payday. Um, for everyone who's a big Snyder fan, uh, during the uh, release the Snyder Cut movement, a lot of speculation was that he was playing Green Lantern. And because of his contract with the studio, he couldn't say yes or no who he was playing. And the internet just thought he was being coy and basically said he was Green Lantern. Um, he wasn't. He was just a, a standard uh, military police in the uh, Steppenwolf invading Star Lab sequence. But uh, he is still a great actor. He has some very young Tom Cruise vibes to him. Um, and he's got a new movie coming out uh, next week, another indie film about um, – uh, it's a heist film. So it should be lots of fun. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about everything uh, he's doing uh, in the meantime. But – um. Thank yeah, you. Sam's all. just an awesome guy. Honestly, he is. He's, he's, awesome. he's such a fun guy to talk to. He's so very personable. Um, he's super British. He was in Peaky Blinders too, so that's always fun. Um, <laughs> Sam, but, I, Sam, I don't get to meet you, but I, I'm sorry, but have a great interview with Taylor. Taylor, ask him why. I bet he watches wrestling. Ask him lots of wrestling questions. I will ask him. I will. I sure. I mean, he's from the UK, so he may not have that same wrestling. But uh, oh, they got wrestling over there. They're big fans, just all like right. all of you are big fans here of the Culture Nerd Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another week. If you'd like to throw a couple of shekels our way to keep us on the air head over to that patreon.com slash the cultured nerd look at all of these wonderful folks that gave money to us my dad's in there thanks dad taylor murphy <laughs> he's our host dawson is our guest coming to you live from los angeles uh, dawson uh i can't wait to hear all of your fun stories 
Yeah, there'll be a lot that I won't be able to tell for quite some time until the movie releases, but I'm very excited for when I can tell those stories because it's going to be awesome. Tell them all. Sign those NDAs, but you don't need to sign an NDA to listen to our show. Go ahead and click that box if you're not subscribed. Like and write us nice reviews. It helps people find us, and we'll see all you kids and cats next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.